we in these weeks after Easter have continued to reflect upon the Easter and the resurrection story. So today we turn to Luke's gospel. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee, the son of man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then, then they remembered his words. The women went to the tomb early in the morning. Now this was the very first moment that they could do anything because the day before was the Sabbath. They could not uh, do any work. They could not walk. They could not travel. So when the sun was rising, that was the end of the Sabbath. So at the very earliest moment, they are there. They are there and they have brought spices that they have prepared because when Jesus died, he was hurriedly put into the tomb, but everything wasn't done properly. So they want to do it properly for their Lord Jesus. So they come with the spices and when they get to the tomb, the stone is already rolled away. And when they enter, they do not find what they expect. They do not find the body at all. And they're standing standing there wondering about this and suddenly two heavenly beings appear with, with clothing so bright it was like lightning turning night into day, turning the darkness of the tomb into the brightness of a noon sun. And they were frightened. So they bowed down, placing their heads way down on the ground. And then the men, the heavenly beings said, why do you look for the living among the dead? Now on first glance, that could be a little rude. I mean, this is one of the first times that when heavenly beings experience human beings, they don't start with, do not be afraid. They don't even start with that little phrase. They go right into, why do you look for the living among the dead? I picture the women down there with their faces sort of turning to each other like, what? Where else would we look, right? Where else would they look? This is where they left Jesus. This is the last place that he was. This is where they put him. This is where he should be. They retraced their steps from Friday right to the same tomb. And yet they're met with the words, why do you look for the living among the dead? I picture the women finding finding it just a bit rude. But if we keep it at this one 
moment, these heavenly beings speaking to just these women, and when they, they're, they're, they're there with the, with the spices, it can seem a little off-putting. But I think these heavenly beings were speaking to more than this moment. They were speaking to more than just these two women that had come to prepare the body. They were speaking to humanity. They were speaking to our human condition. These heavenly beings were speaking to human beings saying, why do you look for the living among the dead? Why do you always look for the living among the dead? Why have you always done it? Why do we know that you'll continue to do it even after Christ has been raised for the dead? Why do you look for life in all the wrong places? I think they just blurted out. They're they're maybe so frustrated or it's been so long, heavenly beings looking down and watching us human beings and seeing us stumble and fall and, and look for life in all the wrong places. I mean, it began with Adam and Eve, the first humans. They were there in the garden. They had life. They had everlasting life. They had everything. But there was that one tree, that one tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And they thought, well, if they they get that tree, they'll be like God. They'll, They'll have life even more. But that tree did not lead to life. It led to death. They were thrown out of the garden. They would no longer live forever. They would die. They would have a a life of toil and hardship. Began right there. Why do we look for life in all of the wrong places? Moses is up on the mountain talking to God and he's writing down the Ten Commandments, but he took too long, the people below said. And besides it, look like fire and brimstone up there. and We don't even know if Moses is going to survive. We don't know if he's coming back. We, we want to make a cow of gold, a golden calf, something we can touch and see. We need to have something immediate. We, we are looking for life in this. When life is coming down the mountain with Moses in the Ten Commandments, they couldn't wait Why do we human beings look for life in all of the wrong places? We turn to things that at first make us feel alive, but only lead to death. They had the law, but they couldn't follow it. So God sent the prophets to tell them, to remind them about God and tell them to turn around. And they didn't like that. They don't like people telling them how they should be living their life. We're doing fine. Thank you very much. So they didn't listen to the prophets. They even killed some of them. There was the offer of life, but yet the people sought death, thinking, thinking it was life. Even when Jesus was walking on the earth. They had the law, but they had expanded it so much. The Pharisees and Sadducees and religious scholars for generations had found so many loopholes and found so many ways around the law, around the way God wanted us to live, that it was like they were wearing a mask full of holes. Did no good whatsoever. It didn't lead to life. It only continued to lead to death. 
I believe those heavenly beings were screaming and crying out, why, why do you always look for the living among the dead? Why do you always look for life and things that lead to death? Have you ever said that to your kids or grandkids? Why do you always do this? We don't do it, but they seem to always do the wrong thing. Why, you know, when you, when you get to the point of saying why, you're f- pretty far down the road. Why do you continue to do that? Why do you look for the living among the dead? Why do you look for life in all of the wrong places? And we, we are really no better. We look for life in things of death. People turn to money for security, thinking it will secure life. People turn to Twinkies and other things, thinking, well, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel alive, tastes good. But it doesn't lead to life, only death. People turn to drugs and alcohol to just, just feel alive for a moment and, and it makes them have that high and, and they think that's what life is and, and they try to continue to get that, but it only leads down a path to death. Not only a path to death, but a path of destruction for them and their family and their loved ones and for everything. But it seems, it seems like the way to life. Why do we look for life in all of the wrong places because it's easy, because it's more immediate than following God, because it feels good, because it tastes good, because we think it is good, really because we're human. That's our condition. That's why I believe these these heavenly beings just blurted out, why do you look for the living among the dead? Not speaking just to these two women there with the spices, but to all of humanity. Telling them that, don't you remember? Don't you remember what he said? That the son of man must be handed over to sinners and crucified and, and be killed. And then on the third day, be raised, be raised up. Then they remembered. Then they remembered his words. They were saying, why do you look for the living among the dead always? Why do you always do that? Why were you always, come on, Jesus died for your sins. He's been resurrected and raised up. There's a a new way. Don't continue to do this. But it's so easy to turn to the things of the world and not the way of life in Jesus. Because to follow Jesus is is a harder road. It's a harder way. Sometimes it's even a lonely, a lonely road. Sometimes even the world will make fun of you and laugh at you because they don't want someone living different. They want somebody that's doing what they're doing. But it's the way that leads to life, not to death. Somebody this week on Facebook posted I need to find a hobby that doesn't involve eating or spending a lot of money. And that that post sort of sat there with not a lot of comments. I only saw one comment and it was like, yeah, me too. You know how some get lots of comments and, and I wanted to comment, but 
I don't comment much on Facebook because sometimes my sense of humor doesn't translate into Facebook. And sometimes I think everyone on Facebook doesn't have a sense of humor. And I'm a pastor and I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to say the. It's just not my platform. But I wanted to reply. I need to find a hobby that doesn't involve eating or costing a lot of money. Generosity. Humility, patience, and kindness. These, these are the things that are not of the world. These are the things we don't bump into that often. These is, this is the way that leads to life, to follow Jesus. And that's just naming a few generosity, humility, patience, and kindness. I know you can think of another one, maybe two more. That is the way to life. Why do you look for the living among the dead? Why do you look for life in all the wrong places? Jesus has come and Jesus has died and Jesus has been raised up to show you the way, the path of life. Sure, it's a little harder because the whole world's going the other direction and it can be lonely and the world can laugh at you and make fun of you. But it's the way that leads to life. Why do we look for life in all of the wrong places when God has showed us the way? Not only showed us the way, but he doesn't leave us alone on the road. Jesus has gone ahead of us. Jesus has been raised up and goes ahead of us and he walks with us. And the Holy Spirit gives us the power to live a life of generosity, humility, patience, kindness, a life of mercy instead of harshness. Why do we turn to the things that lead to death? Because they're easier because they give us satisfaction quicker because we're human. Let us look for life in Jesus because that's the only place. And Jesus is around us. His love is with us. His grace falls upon us. And he goes before us and he'll walk with us and he'll empower us on the way. So go and choose life not death. Let us pray. Almighty and gracious God, you sent your son Jesus to come and teach us and speak about your kingdom, to show us the way, not only in his words, but in his life, not only in his life, but in his suffering, death, and resurrection. May we see that May we find our way in you, O God, and in doing, may we find life. Amen.